Well, hello and welcome once again. Thank you for joining us on the Lord of the Storm podcast. I am your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we are going to be going through Matthew chapter 9. I encourage you to get your Bible and read along with me. Uh, Today we're going to be reading about a healing for a paralyzed man and how Jesus uses it as an example to show his power and authority. Also, we have the resurrection of a dead 12-year-old girl and a woman who was ill for 12 years. Kind of interesting, both have a 12 in them, just like the number of apostles, months in a year, a dozen. And then there's the uh, healing of the blind in this chapter as well. So it's going to be good. Father, we ask that you would be with us and that you would bless this reading of your word. Help us to hear from you now. We pray in Jesus' name. Matthew 9. Jesus got into a boat and crossed over the lake and came into his own city. Then people brought him a man who was paralyzed and lying on a bed. Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the man, Son, cheer up. Your sins are forgiven. Then some of the experts in the law said to themselves, This man blasphemes. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or Get up and take your mat and walk. But so that you will know that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins, then he said to the paralytic man, Get up and take your mat and go to your house. Then the man got up and left to go to his house. When the large crowds saw this, they were amazed and glorified God, who had given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collection booth. He said to him, Follow me. He got up and followed him. As he sat in the house, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with Jesus and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are healthy don't need a doctor, but those who are sick do. But you... Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I didn't come to call the righteous to repentance, but sinners. Then John's disciples came to him and asked, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples don't fast? Then Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the groom mourn as long as the groom is with them? But the days will come when the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts an unshrunk patch on an old piece of clothing. If they did, it would shrink and the patch would tear away from the clothing, and a worse hole would be made. Neither do people put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins would burst and the wine would be spilled, and the skins ruined. No, they put new wine into fresh wineskins, and both are preserved. While he was saying these things to them, a ruler came and bowed before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and followed him, as did his disciples. As he was going, a woman who had a constant menstrual bleeding for twelve years came behind him and touched the fringe of his clothes, for she thought to herself, If I just touch his clothes, I will be made well. But Jesus, turning around and seeing her, said, Daughter, cheer up. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that hour. When Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the crowd mourning loudly, he said to them, Make room, because the girl isn't dead, but is sleeping. But they ridiculed him. After the crowd was sent out, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl got up. The report of this went out across the land. As Jesus left there, two blind men followed him, calling out and saying, Have mercy on us, son of David! 
After he went into the house, the blind men came to him. Jesus said to them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? They told him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be done to you. Then their eyes were opened. Jesus strictly commanded them, saying, Don't tell anyone about this. But they went out and spread his fame throughout the land. As they left, a mute man who was demon-possessed was brought to him. When the demon was cast out, the mute man spoke. The crowds were amazed, saying nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he casts out demons. Jesus went into all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were harassed and scattered, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest indeed is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray, therefore, that the Lord of the harvest will send out laborers into the harvest. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So, did anything hit you in a new way this time, or did you key in on any particular thing? Uh, For me, it was a couple of things. One, hearing that Jesus has the power and the authority to forgive sins, and he made it clear to those who were listening to him and to us now as well, that he came to call sinners to repentance. Of course, those he was talking to didn't want to hear that because if they accepted it, just like us, we'd have to admit that we are sinners. And that's the first step, right? We have to acknowledge that what we've broken, we can't fix. What we've done, we can't undo. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But thanks be to God, he has made a way for us to be forgiven. But it takes that first step by us, that admission, to admit that we need a Savior. Um, The other things that stick out to me is the man pleading for his daughter. But his daughter is dead. I mean, for most of us, we'd be thinking, okay, that's it. She's passed away. There's nothing that can be done here. But for some reason, this man, and maybe it was desperation, or I guess it was actually just his recognition of Jesus's power because he came to ask for him to heal her. You know, for a long time, I'd, I would think, okay, well, here's the facts. Here's the reality. That's the end of the situation. But with Jesus, it doesn't matter what the facts or our perceived reality is. He defines reality. I mean, the reality is, is that this girl was dead, but then Jesus, the word of life, shows up. And what happened to those who were there who made fun of him for saying that she's not dead? He says, okay, get out. You're not helping. If you can't accept what I have to say, if you don't recognize what I can do, leave so you don't hinder those who will believe. And then he brings her back to life. (laughs) So for us, it doesn't matter how bad our situation may look or what the reality of a situation is. Jesus can change it. He says, oh, she's just died. Okay, I can fix that. What? (laughs) But he does it. So no matter how dead a situation may look to us, talk to the Lord. He is the resurrection and the life. Ask for his involvement and stay in faith and just see what he does. I mean, if you're thinking the situation is dead already, you've got nothing to lose by asking him, right? I mean, if it's dead, it's not going to get any worse. It's not going to get more dead. Ask him to resurrect the situation. He just may. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you that you are the resurrection and the life and that a situation is not over just because it appears to be over to us. If you can bring a dead little girl back to life, how much more can you bring life into any situation that we think is dead and over? 
Lord, we recognize that you have the power to change reality, and we ask that whatever situation we are facing that seems dead to us, that you would restore it as you know best. Thank you, Lord, for your power. May you encourage the one who is down today and give them beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, and peace that passes all understanding. We love you, Lord. Thank you for all you do for us, and thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, thank you once again for joining us, and I can't wait to talk to you again next time. God bless.